Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. All right, the summit is coming to Channel 9. The network is very excited, and I assume none more so than this man, the programmer at 9, Hamish Turner. G'day, Hamish. Welcome to TV Black Box. Hey, Rob, good to be back. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, well, it was touch and go. I wasn't sure, but <laughs> I joke. <laughs> Hamish, this is a big show. It looks spectacular. It is one of those shows that you think you know where it's going, but it actually tricks you and takes you in different directions. That's right, and that's the that's the great thing about this show. Um, and the great thing about a, a new show as well, a show that hasn't been seen anywhere in the world, but both the participants and the audience have no idea where it's going to take you. And I think, you know, I kind of like to think of it as a bit of deconstructed reality. Um, you know, the tropes of reality often kind of lead you in a direction you got the format points. But with this one and throughout the entire first season, there is that absolute unpredictability. And I think that's the pure joy of watching those first seasons of any new show. You kind mm. of don't know what the, right, the rules of the show are, but you just kind of let go and you go on that journey. And, and you see that in terms of the, uh, the, the participants as well. But they kind of embraced it and they went with it. Um, and that's why as the show kind of unfolds, I think you'll continue to be surprised and thrilled and, um, you know, kind of excited. It, it, it feels very authentic, very fresh, very new, and there's nothing really else out there like that. And very ambitious, you know. Um, as you say, the scale of the show is ridiculous. Mm. Um, it's kind of like a high-octane action thriller. Uh, and, you know, it was informed very much by those big blockbusters we saw through the 90s and noughties. You know, I think we think of kind of Cliffhanger and Star Stallone hanging on. <laughs> Life or partner in the first uh, in the first few seconds, um, and uh, you know it takes a lot of cues from there. But uh, I think it does take reality to a whole new space, and we're excited to bring it to the Australian audience. Look, it looks like a very expensive show. In this day and age, is it is it this kind of is it a gamble doing a new format like this? You know, there's a lot of heritage brands that are around that are tried and true that are being served up to audiences but this has an epic scale to it so i imagine it was a little bit more money to make it does that make it a tougher proposition uh look i think the thing we know is that audiences want to be surprised um Mm. and i think you know bringing back formats um it's only ever going to have you know uh, a certain level of appeal to it and so i think with a show like this you have to be ambitious you have to push the boat out but you also have to be smart in terms of the people you work with. And, you know, there's no one better in the business in terms of animal shine within this space. Um, they, we've worked very closely with them on Married at First Sight, Lego Masters, 
those versions of those shows are the preeminent versions in the world. And so, you know, I think going with them and uh, them as a creative powerhouse, we couldn't have asked for a better partner in terms of bringing uh, a new format and a paper format to the market. Uh, And yes, it is ambitious, but I think, you know, with that comes uh, the thrill of the ride. Um, And uh, I don't think you can look at those promos and kind of, you know, not not at least uh, have a look at the show. And once you get there, I think, uh, you know, it will um, it will absolutely deliver. Oh, my family are wanting more episodes to watch. They really loved it. Uh, I don't know if I've broken a protocol by watching it with the family, but I used no, them as a bit fine. of a gun. Do, do you have a black box at home? <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, am I right in thinking Amelia Fisk at Endemol Shine came up with this concept? <clears throat> uh, look, it was a show that uh, that was brought in by Endemol. Um, uh, it was kind of, when it first came in the door, I don't think it was kind of fully fleshed out. Uh, right. paper flight. It was a bit of an idea. Um, and then, you know, we had nine, we're having kind of internal conversations, I think it was a few months after. Um, and we're kind of looking within kind of the action adventure space and uh, started talking about the summit again. And um, then that's when was that because of, you knew Million Dollar Island was coming to seven, or just oh God, because no, that was this was that was way before. Yeah, no, no. This, I mean, in terms of timelines, you're talking kind of mid last year, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, so the runway, especially with a new format, you know, it needs to have time. But, of course. Um, and I think even and Amelia will will, will talk to this. Um, I think sometimes the show kind of reveals itself a little bit as you get into it. Um, and, and that's the, that's the great thing about it. And, you know, from a production perspective, uh, and I don't want to talk for Mills, but I think, you know, um, you couldn't have more of an exciting opportunity to create a new show, a new format and see that kind of come to life in front of you. Um, and I think that's, you know, they've absolutely nailed it in terms of delivering on that front. Uh, I, I, you know, to be honest, I haven't been as excited about a show for a very, very long time. Mm. That's an interesting one. Let me ask you about the commissioning process. So last night, my wife and I went and saw the new John Farnham documentary. And Mm. one of the elements that stuck out to us was it's that age old story where creations in the garage. Okay. So he, um, he did the first demo versions for whispering Jack in the, in his garage. And it made us think about the fact we had a drink afterwards and we thought about the fact that, um, you know, our garage is essentially a TV studio. There's a garage around the corner that's a barber. You know, no one parks their cars in their garage anymore. And my wife said, that should be a TV show. And I thought, yeah, it should. But I don't know that we are in a world where unless it's going through a production company like Endemol Shine, networks aren't looking for ideas that are outside those big production companies, are they? I think the challenge is for creatives coming up with, and, and you know, there's certain levels of scale, obviously, with shows. I think it would be very hard to do a show like The Summit without um, yes. a, a production company like Animal Shine that has a big engine behind them. Um, just the pure logistics of pulling that off. Not only pulling it off, but also pulling it off in terms of kind of the worldwide group. And I think the great thing for Endemol here, and obviously they're owned by Banerjee, Banerjee is the, the, um, the French company that owns them. Uh, in terms of development of IP, I think they will have invested in this um, because we and they have ambitions that this show obviously travels far and wide. And I'm not talking just from an acquisition perspective. I'm talking from a format perspective. Mm. 
you know, you couldn't have a better environment to go in now. If, if we are successful with this show, the writer strikes in the States, we know they're looking for reality content. So, you know, wow. the great thing for us, you know, Australia should be uh, as as career are in terms of the reality space. <clears throat> we should be that uh, preeminent destination where people look to the next big hits um, because we've got amazing talent out here. We have great heritage in terms of reality <clears throat> and we arguably make the best versions of reality shows uh, in the world. MasterChef's another great example. Survivor's another great example. You know, they are at the top of their game in terms of the formats worldwide. Once upon a time, you could only really uh, have Australian dramas travelling internationally outside the US because the US is uh, usually inward-looking. Now we're starting to see Australian reality shows go internationally. I just literally had a Google alert just before I spoke to you that the Metro had picked up uh, something from the podcast because we spoke about Married at First Sight, which is airing in the UK right now. Um, Are you surprised at the popularity Australian reality TV can have overseas now? No, not having watched it. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair question. Fair fair answer. (laughs) I think, uh, I think you know, again, what happened was we were in COVID and what the international broadcasters weren't able to make the same level of um, uh, volume of content that they, to service the schedule. And so they looked, you know, externally overseas to find versions, obviously Australian versions, English language, so it makes sense. And uh, it was possibly a happy accident with Married at First Sight. It kind of caught fire and then went off. And it was really through that COVID period that it went to that kind of next level. Um, So like all things, sometimes uh, people stumble across something and then it becomes a thing. Um, But I would say that... um, you know, in terms of of those shows, um, and you know, again, I, I talk about MasterChef. Like the Australian version of MasterChef, from all from all I hear, is huge internationally, and mm. you know, I think its Indian uh, following is 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 uh, kind of next level. So, um, no, Australia, and driven by the commercial networks, you know, their bread and butter is is obviously news, but then reality TV. Um, you know, you look only 15 years ago and it was kind of all US drama. Thank mm. God we've moved on from there, especially when you come into another riot strike. I'd hate to think what would be like uh, going into a space where, you know, half the content may not be coming to you next year. Um, well, you, you, and you don't face that now because no. essentially our primetime content is all Australian. And, and as you say, you go back 15, 20 years, it certainly wasn't that. That's right. And so, um, yeah, we, we, you know, we have become the kind of craft or where the craft of uh, reality shows come from. And so I think, you know, the next phase for this country is, is being um, the place where ideation and new show ideas come from and that the networks kind of back them in and, and you know, Australia is, is known as that place you go to, to get the best reality TV worldwide. Before I let you go, uh, Content quotas is becoming a big thing. It's playing out in federal parliament um, with submissions being made. You know, when I first heard uh, the streamers were, the government was looking to make the streamers do 20 pin, I assumed the networks would be happy about that because why should Channel 9, Channel 7, Channel 10 have to make local content if the streamers are coming into this market and not doing it? So I was obviously surprised, and it makes sense when Mike Sneesby came out and said, 
no, this is not good for us. It will force up prices because there is only a certain amount. There is a small talent pool when it comes to producing these things and all the prices will go up. Yeah, It's an interesting argument, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's only a finite amount of resources, and then when you flick a switch, I think there, I think in any in any model that you build, building up to something which delivers sustainability is probably the model you want to go with. Being able to just flick a switch and put a number on it, and saying tomorrow you need to deliver this, it, it, it isn't going to work. It's not sustainable, uh, and we actually just don't have the number of creatives to actually be, to deliver upon that. And what will happen is prices will go up. You know, there's already um, a scarcity of, of, of great talent out there. Um, so, you know, I fear that what this kind of artificial legislation is going to, um, uh, what, what, what it's going to do to the broader metrics within the market. Free-to-air free to TV, Free TV has put their submission in. Uh, if you're a betting man, do you have any guess on which way it'll go? Uh, I do not. Um, I think as part of any any change, uh, it will come with some other change. So mm. I think I'm intrigued as to uh, what the give and take here is um, and, uh, you know, where it eventually lands. I think there probably will be something. Um, and as you know, you know, we're in discussions with the government around prominence or in discussions in the government around anti-siphoning. Uh, so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of balls in the air. Yeah. So, uh, let's see where they all land. <laughs> Hamish Turner, the summit is on channel nine and nine now, of course, and c- good luck with the show. It is, uh, an amazing watch, a genuine, genuinely. And, uh, you know, I tend to call it how I see it. So, uh, I do believe it. I think it's a great watch and, I genuinely, the thing that got me, and Amelia has done this to me, I thought, oh, this isn't playing out how they wanted because, you know, I can see where it's going. And then, of course, she pulled the rug from underneath my feet and I went, ah, oh, there's a oh, twist. Yeah. And uh, how about that ending? <laughs> Did you love the ending? Yes. It was, uh, it was next level. It, it's, it's amazing. So congratulations on that and good luck with it. Great. Thanks, mate. Good to chat. Cheers. Cheers.